This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Your 20-hour break is over. Now back to the only morning show born in Idaho. Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Or Ohio, you know, whatever. It's half true. (laughs) It's at least half true today. Welcome. Good, Good morning. Good morning to you. Hi, everybody. Gosh, I haven't been here in 12 hours. Wow. You are Nate Shellman. I am the Nate Shellman. I am Chris Walton, Hi. and uh, we are the show today because Mike Casper uh, was called away for family business. Yes, he's out. We wish him well. Uh, in the meantime, it's uh, it's it's us. Mm-hmm. So here we be. Top of the morning to you. Same to you. Yeah, uh, I was expect. I, 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 for, I for sure in Bigora. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, between you and Derek, I've already dealt with about nine dad jokes in the past oh, nine minutes. I'm glad you're getting used to it. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm not used to working with other people. <clears throat> I get, that's, a good, that's a good point. I get my I get my own show in the afternoon, and then uh, every once in a while, Selfie chimes in. You're like a red solo cup without, yes. without the red cup. Oh, 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 that still hurts. But, uh, no, good to be in this morning. We got... Uh, I've, I've been searching for the damn near impossible trivia question because mm-hmm. uh, you guys are doing the presidential theme this week. Mm-hmm. So I think I have one, um, but I'm not sure. Okay. So I, got, I have to verify. It's a good idea. I have, to, I, have to, I have to go through all of that and verify. I, I always tell Casper he should do that too, but he has yet to do it. I know. He doesn't do anything I ask of him either. But uh, see, normally I would make fun of Mike Casper nonstop for the mm-hmm. next four hours, although... Yeah, I, I I love the guy, and uh, I nothing but the best for he and his family right, right now, yeah. and 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 I wish them uh, wish them all. It's, it's it's a good day to perhaps cut him some slack. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. However, I I have news of the weird. I I leave some stuff for you guys in accidentally. Um, how do you feel? <laughs> Interesting, well, interesting way to to introduce that. Okay. Well, no, but I, I I usually come up. You know, we 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 go through the list because we have all day to mm-hmm. go through the news. We get the breaking news that happens during the day, and a lot of it's fantastic. And a lot of it's fascinating. Uh, f- fantastic, and a lot of it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. One of the things that just has my attention for some reason is Neuralink. Okay, I am. I'm weirded out by it, but I'm also amazed by it because I know that there's some real applications that could possibly, a lot of people could possibly benefit from this. Mm-hmm. It's the whole brain computer interface inter- inter- interference. Yeah. Possibility. That's, you know. There's been electrodes that have been put on people's heads for a while, and they can control a well, the cursor. Imp- the important thing is that you completely trust the person who's selling. And never mind, Elon Musk. Oh yeah, I forgot it was him. Has uh, as, and and for those of you that have a Tesla, yeah, from the same guy that brought you that, uh, Elon Musk has um, installed the first implant into the human brain that now can control the movements of a computer mouse, mm-hmm. and it's. Mm. All I want is to keep an eye on it. Because <laughs> every science fiction movie I feel, mm-hmm. like, this is how 
Uh, oh gosh, this is how Skynet was born. You exactly. Know? This is. Oh, and, we, and you remember what we told you? Somebody in Asia actually has invented that now and decided to call it Skynet. Yeah, that's dumb. Asia needs a nap. Stop it. If you haven't seen the Terminator movies, that's what they're about. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But it, it's, um, it, it's an inter- it's an interesting uh, interesting story here. For eight years since founding Neuralink, Elon Musk has been wanting to get inside our heads. We think probably in about six months we should be able to have our first Neuralink in a human. It took six months longer than that, but now Neuralink says a human volunteer has been fitted with their implant. It's designed to measure brain activity from more than 3,000 microscopic wires rooted into the brain using a custom-built robot currently aimed at helping people with spinal injuries or motor neuron disease communicate via a computer. It's not a world first. Competitors of Neuralink have already successfully demonstrated implanted brain-computer interfaces, and there are other ways to read people's minds. Mm. Can you imagine the demonstration? Okay, move the mouse. Simon says move the mouse. Hey, what? Hey, 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 I got the password. Watch what I can make Tommy do. <laughs> Talk about a kung fu grip. Left leg up, left leg down. Left leg up, left leg down. Now, and that's... See, I was on board with this story right until the narrator, reporter, whatever that guy is. Uh, by the way, the only reason we played that is because Sophie has a thing for the English accent. But the the only... <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, it's... I gotta, is I, she an Anglophile? I have to deal with a lot of stuff. I will... When I learn how to spell that, I will tell you. Okay. Um... But way for people to read people's minds. That's what gave me the ick. Because tell you what, guys, we're all, all three of us in here enjoy working with each other. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, none of us want to read each other's mind. Probably not. No. Hey, 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 well, welcome to Acme Incorporated. We need the password to your brain. But what about people with ALS? It's going to help. And that's that's where I come back. Hold on. That's actually a real thing. That could possibly mm-hmm. be, you know, real. People with spinal injuries. Well, ALS, too. It, it, you eventually lose your ability to do things like talk and swallow and all sorts of things of that nature. And maybe this could short-circuit all of that. Yeah, that would be great. However, maybe it could also just short-circuit, mm. which, hmm. But they can control a computer mouse using their thoughts, mm. thanks to Neuralink. Mm. But they, they can't make, like, you know, a little candy dish, uh, you know, slide across the desk and hit you. Yet. Okay. Uh, everything would be, at this point, I will label yet. All right. Elon Musk says a Neuralink device has been implanted in the brain of its first human subject. The device, called telepathy, is designed to allow people to control their phones and computers just by thinking. Musk said the subject is recovering well and that initial results showed promising neuron spike detection. The Food and Drug Administration gave its approval last year for Neuralink to conduct its first in-human clinical study, and it would give its approval to any future consumer product. I would assume that's telepathy. Would it help with that? That was that was NBC Montana. Also, it apparently makes you interrupt because that's what the guy in the background was doing. That that well, that was Elon Musk. Oh yeah, 
That, that was and that thanks to and NBC he's not Montana. the subject. He's the yeah. He just owns it. Okay. However, why don't we just have him go first? Honestly, you want to you want to create all this stuff. Go first. Don't mm-hmm. find don't find some schmo. Don't go through the don't go through the uh, through the hospitals and find the most damaged person you can find to go. Hey, I don't know if I could fix you, but it's a strong maybe. Oof. But well, think about it. That's how you get volunteers: is you find people who have no other choice. Desperate. Yeah. Obesity, autism, depression, schizophrenia. That's what the chip could treat. Wow. Stupidity. Hold on. We've always been told you can't fix that. <laughs> well, maybe you can with some hard wiring. KBOI News Time 614. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper out. He'll be back. We don't know when, but uh, you know what? Without getting into further uh, information on that, he's out on family business, and uh, we wish him well. Normally, I would make a color comment about his hair color, but... Yeah, but you're just, cutting him some slack today. Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, I get a text message from Billy. I don't know if Billy's happy or not. Great. Just great. Last voice I hear before I sleep. First voice I hear upon wakening. <laughs> great. Just great. Billy, do me a favor. Let me know where you work, and I will visit you. You sleep a long time. <laughs> no one that's, like, that's like 12 hours, right? No one likes 11? a bragger. One thing, Chris, mm-hmm. just random science science stuff. What's a language you've wanted to learn? What's, what's something you've wanted to uh, know how to do that you just don't know? Because you're great at trivia. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I kind of like... Uh, well, I I have I have learned some French in my life and and forgotten it several times, but and also Spanish. But I mean, I I like pretty much every language. I'd I'd love to be able to speak, you know, like ten languages, like Pope John Paul or somebody like that. Okay, okay and we run that we run the commercials for Babel, which by the way, uh-huh. national commercials. And I'm a step away from buying. I'm I'm closer to buying one of those than I am a damn Navash. Mm-hmm. But but if you could, in talking about Neuralink, if you could matrix. Oh yeah. Would where, you? where you basically insert a program and all of a sudden you know martial arts or something? You have a port in your head. Uh, we'll put it there. Let me just answer that by saying yes, yes, and yes. You would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. Or however long it took. Mm. Probably longer than that. 208 336. To instantly be good at something that you didn't know how to do yesterday? 208 336 3700. How cool would that be? What if it shortens brain life? Yeah, nobody would know the difference. <laughs> I mean, it fries you. You you use it, use it, use it, and then boom. And and that's the thing. They would, somebody would have to test. So you're going by the bar of soap theory that you only have so much brain to go around. And well, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, to a degree, that's the thing. I mean, the 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 actual physical makeup of a terabyte hard drive is mm-hmm. physically larger than a, you know, than, than, than a megabyte. Maybe it's like alcohol. You know, it, it, it kills brain cells, but only the weakest ones, which is why you always feel smarter after a couple of beers. If you could, in the, in the future, if mm-hmm. you could wire a port 
into your skull. You could download all the every book out there. You could quote Shakespeare. I mean, immediately. Would you have to have a wire? There have to be somewhere. There'd have to be a port. I really don't want a wire. And it's a USB thing where you try it once, it doesn't work. You flip it over, it doesn't work. You flip it back, and somehow it works. 208 336 3700. Clean it with compressed air and then it works better. Would you t- just blow on it? Yeah. yeah. No, hold on. Whatever. Mm. Mm. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Nate Shellman here filling in for Mike Casper, who's out rest of the week. You're welcome. Finally did it. No. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> nah, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. But one thing I know about you, Chris, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you, your brain is fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. I, and I mean it. You know, the, the amount of knowledge that you have, both relevant and irrelevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Some of one, a lot of the other. Don't without knowing what the limitations of this uh, of this are because mm-hmm. I I of Neuralink I'm fearful of things that are that are new and that that aren't explored all the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you never want the first thing, although some people always want the first thing. Um, right away, personality really. When I asked you, w- would you put something? Would you would you install? But I instantly put information expertise. Uh, know-how, something like that, the ability to do uh-huh. something into my brain. And I said, yes. Right. No problem. How about like, no- like the Matrix. Do you do your taxes? Yeah, I do my own. You do your own taxes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know how to do that. I do. Okay. Uh, skill. How about skill you don't have that you would develop? Uh, name a skill. I probably don't have it. Okay. Well, I mean, engine. Cook- cooking. Cooking. Okay. Auto- automotive. Uh, if able to fix anything on a car. Okay. So if we download everything, because, you know, we go to people who either mm-hmm. do things for us because we don't want to do it, or we don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Law school. That would Ooh. be something. Just download an entire law school, or just the law, all of it. Medicine. Yeah. Medical school. Medical school. Just download. Now, you're, you're not, you can't you, download you, the you application. You, you can't download experience, but you right. can download all the information. Mm-hmm. Every recipe in the world. Yeah, if you want to cook, right? Sure. Every law, every every, every legal argument, every outcome that's been in that that has been in place in America, mm-hmm. law school. You do it. Sure. Would you still hire a lawyer? Uh, if I needed to, yeah, because I I still wouldn't have a law license. Well, that's just. That's a test. Although, although, I could probably pass the bar at that point. Sure, I mean, yeah, you can re- you can represent yourself. Pass. You've never passed one yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you have to install a device mm-hmm. in your skull. Oh. Now, for people with cochlear implants, they already have that. True. All right, for people with um, uh, gosh, for for people who have eye issues, some of you, some mm-hmm. of them might have that. Some people might have. Um, a Tourette's. That'd be good. Uh, for instance, uh, I, I would like to have perfect vision. Okay. Could, could that be a program? I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Empathy? 
No, that, no, that's not. No, screw that. that. <laughs> Shut up, Derek. That's not going to come. Shut in up. Shut up, Paul. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere, Paul, because I have a, I, I have a question for Paul because I know something about Paul in Nampa. Okay. 208-336-3700. If you could fix something or learn something, would you install a port directly into your head? Traffic and weather now. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper out for the rest of the week. He'll be back. Nate Schoen filling in. Don't worry. It's not a permanent fix. We're still working <laughs> on the permanent fix. No, we're not. <laughs> You're right. Paul, Nampa, listening on 670 And Paul, if you don't mind me asking, I know you have a, uh, is it a syndrome or disease or affliction? What, what, what do you have? Called familial tremors, not familiar, but familial, mm. and it's it's uh it's passed down through my family on my mother's side, grandmother. Okay, so you know, there's a, the uh, I'm sure someone's talked to you maybe about deep brain stimulation to stop that or installing something into your head. Seen that well, with other things. It, it can it can be slowed down the tremors, but they can't go to a complete stop. And uh, the the ones that I've tried, they're, they're so heavy on uh, uh, making you sleepy that it's not really used doing yeah. it because you you shouldn't be driving. You should be sleeping and what you should be doing. Wait, hold on a second. So you could install it and it would help you sleep? Well, yeah, but you I can't. Install something, if I could install something to help keep the tremors down, yeah. I but would the, do but, it. Yeah, but the tremors would stop during the day when you need them to stop, but you'd also fall asleep Got it. when oh. you need to be awake. Got it. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. How about right. knowledge? Would you install a port in your head for knowledge? Oh, my God. I could always use some of that. <laughs> Understand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a computer interface. Yeah. When I stop learning, that's the day you can pitch me in the hole. I like it. Gary, Nampa, listening online. Yeah. Uh, when I think about this chip, I think of it kind of like when they first put computer chips in cars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, an older car, when when it got older, you could tweak different settings to, to keep it running smoothly. And when they first put the computer chips in, you'd make those tweaks and 10 miles down the line, it would reset them back to factory standards. And I always said, I wouldn't want a computer chip in my car until it got to the point you could reprogram it so that you could make those tweaks and they'd stay. And I I think it'd be the same way with this chip. I don't think Mm. I would even consider it until you had control to, to modify it or change things, you know, as needed. Having fixed a wire harness, now you have me back on the whole <laughs> <laughs> Neuralink has no business in the brain. Because I'd rather slam my head in a car door than, than fix a wire harness. 6.45, time for KBY Sports, brought to you by the Pork Belly in CUNA. <laughs> Chef Wally doesn't need Neuralink. He knows how to cook. How to cook. He knows the recipes. Pork belly in CUNA. 
The Boise State women's basketball team plays New Mexico tonight at Extra Mile Arena. With five games remaining in the Broncos' regular season, Nevada-Las Vegas has won seven games in a row and will finish first in the Mountain West. But there are six teams that could still finish anywhere from second to seventh. As of this morning, the Lobos, tonight's opponent, are tied with Wyoming for second at 9-4. and four. Boise State and Nevada are tied for fourth at 8-6. and six. Then San Diego State is 8-6, and six, and Colorado State is 7-7. Seven and seven. The Boise State football team on Tuesday confirmed its schedule for spring football. Practice sessions begin under new head coach Spencer Danielson March 5th, and the spring game will take place April 13th at Albertson Stadium. No streaming or television have been formally announced, but the spring game will be carried on KBOI AM 670 and FM 93.1. 24-7 Sports is ranking Boise State's recruiting class as number one in the Mountain West this year. That's sports. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper out the rest of the week. Nate Shellman filling in. Mike Casper will be back. I got a damn near impossible question for you. Okay. All right. After being widowed, which president married his first wife's niece? Okay, got Th- That is today's damn near impossible trivia question, which for those of you that don't have Neuralink, uh, you, you just have to go, you're just going to have to answer based on knowledge. You can't download <laughs> yeah, the knowledge you, into your head. You do have, at this point, a 1 in 45 chance of getting it right. We do have Jackson's Country Stomp tickets to give away. However, tickets do go on sale at 10 o'clock today. ICTickets.com. Get yourself some, uh, get yourself as many tickets as you want for Jackson's Country Stomp. But yeah, we'll include that in uh, today's prize for the damn near impossible trivia question. Sounds good. Matt Middleton, listening on 93.1 KBOI-FM. Matt, would you interface your brain with a computer? No, I would not. And, you know, they've made really good movies about this. And one of the... Uh, animes that I grew up with is called Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. And it's all about cybernetic implants. And one of the things they said about those cybernetic implants, anything can be hacked, even the human body. And so that's one of the things I fear most is the ability to have someone be able to put something in there that I might think is real, but it's completely false or fake. And I would have no idea or any other idea that it was not real. Spyware! If you... Yeah. Oh! Well, I mean, the whole thing is about how, how a, uh, what do you call it, AI was moving around, uh, hacking source from source from source, and they couldn't capture it. And now, think about it, that's, that's something that could happen. If Ransomware. Becomes, yeah. I would like to know how to, like, invent cyberpunk stuff, though. That would be cool. Sure, but I mean... Notice that's what I got out of that. You think about, in the show. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate the call, Matt. You think about all the problems we have with computers now. Mm-hmm. But see, in, I mean, we're talking about this as if it's a fantasy, and in my fantasy, nothing goes wrong, you see. Sure. Okay. However, in real life, yeah. everything goes wrong. That's Murphy's Law. That's why it's not as much fun. Well, I know. Now you think about the amount of good it could do, and it could do some fantastic good. But there's always somebody out there that wants to take advantage of everything because they're horrible people. I'm not saying I wouldn't, you know, crush my enemies. <laughs> KPY News coming up next. 
Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Shellman filling in for Mike Casper. He'll be back. Till then, he's got to spend some time with family. So we wish him uh, we wish him well. For uh, for those of you that uh, do thoughts and prayers, send a couple up for uh, for Mike Casper and his family. We'll let Mike Casper talk about the uh, the rest mm-hmm. of it uh, when when he gets back. Um, although that's it's always fun. It is fun working with you. Well, thank you. I I have fun doing it. I I don't like getting up that early in the morning. No, no, I don't. I get actually I, I do wake up around now because my my wife wakes up. Um, Early in the morning, mm-hmm. but I usually go back to bed. Mm-hmm. So you just go right back to sleep. So listen to you guys for a little bit and then doze off. There's very, very little in the world that's more comfortable than a bed at 4 a.m. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. You, you get to experience it on the weekends. Uh, true. Actually, you're right. So sometimes I sleep right through it. I love, <laughs> I love statistics. I, I love just stats because people are like, gee, I wonder how many of this, well, how big of a problem? We hear about <laughs> problems all over the country, and okay, wonder how bad that problem he- is here. And you remember back when you just had to wonder? Yes. Or, yes. Go, or, or go to the library, and sometimes the answer wasn't even there? Story from the, uh, from the Idaho Press. Mm-hmm. And because there's meetings, the Idaho legislature is in session. How many undocumented workers are in Idaho, roughly-ish. And that number, apparently, is over 30,000. That number is close to 36,000 wow. workers in uh, in Idaho are, are undocumented. I, well, I think that's been fairly consistent for the last maybe 20 years, too, hasn't it? Great word. Oh, consistent? Great word, consistent. Ah. Story from the Idaho Press goes on to say that the Idaho Dairymen's Association says we have a very stable, unauthorized workforce in Idaho. Well, and, and those 35, 36,000 people, what is it, like 80 to 90% of them are gainfully employed. Maybe not you know, necessarily paying the IRS. Maybe they are. You not, don't know. Not correcting you. However, okay. Okay. but, but the, the the exact number is 86. Oh, okay. So you're, you're, you were definitely in, in the... I, I was in the range. Yes. Yeah. And... You have, uh, we've talked about this in the past, mm-hmm. and to my knowledge, this might be the first time I've heard somebody from the Idaho Dairyman say it, although I could be incorrect, um, where you have the Idaho Dairyman saying that the majority of their workforce comes from unauthorized, uh, undocumented workers. Majority. Right. That I did not know. So... You have, an I guess, it figures though, right? We talk about immigration, we talk about status, and we talk about undocumented workers. We talk about illegal aliens, illegal uh, illegal immigrants, whatever the word is. I, I I'm tired of getting hung up on the title. I try to say as many if I can. Go whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Fine. However, I love cheese. I like milk. I like I like the dairy products. You like Chobani? I I You know it's I I don't know if I like I don't know if I've had too much Chobani. Yogurt in general? Oh yogurt in general, yes. Yes, yes. Yogurt in general. Um I'm more of a cheese guy, Mm -hmm. more of a more of a milk guy. Um 
So what do you do? Now now we're in this rock and a hard place. Because the visas that exist, a lot of the visas that exist are for the short-time work. Right. Dairy is year-round. Mm-hmm. And we, li- we work right next to just a block away from from a dairy mm-hmm. okay we're actually we're almost in the middle of two of them yeah so there's a lot of milk around us mm-hmm. we see the we see the trailers go by all the time and i see people going to work and don't really look at their face right and I, nobody's wearing uh badges saying if they're legal or illegal kind of got rid of that after world war ii you ever make the joke, mmm, smell that dairy air? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. No, no, I haven't. But thank you for making it here. No, no problem. Oh, good. No, we're on number 12. <sighs> what do you do? Do you go after them? Do you go after them and every business? Not just the dairy, but don't want to single anybody out. Do you go after them and every business so, who employs undocumented workers? So essentially, businesses that are are a necessity mm-hmm. to uh, the public, do we go after them and then basically shut them down? I, I would go with no. There's probably a, a better way to figure the whole thing out. Because right now, and this has been done over time, there's lawmakers in the uh, in the legislature that want to mandate e-verify for. All private businesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On its face, Ide- then why Ide- not? Ideally, yes. Ideally, it's a wonderful idea. Practically, may or may not work. Well, there, we well, have to we have to figure out a way for it to work practically. Okay. Practically speaking, I know what I I filled out an I nine. Mm-hmm. I filled out uh, a what did I fill out the W uh, was W two mm-hmm. no W four. Thank okay. you. Thank you. I, I I get my W two back. Yeah, WD forty. Right? I I you do your taxes. Mm-hmm. I send mine to somebody else. Gotcha. There's an expert for that. I'm not the expert, but I do fill out a number of forms over time, with the assumption that someone is checking all of that information. <laughs> I just assume that somebody yeah. in my company is here's my social security number, and if it turns out that it was incorrect somebody from the government is going to let them know hey mm-hmm. you gave us a name and a social security number those don't jive man here's the birth date no no something's wrong on that those don't add up i assume that that's already happening and it's not but i'm not doing something that's i, I as as critical as we like to and as important as we like to believe mm-hmm. we are um, we are not a part of your uh, balanced breakfast. Milk is. Unless you're listening to us while eating. Nutritionally, we're not we a part of your balanced breakfast. Inadvertently part of your digestion. Informationally, we are. We're definitely part of your commute. Mm-hmm. Shut it down or fine them or, or what? Figure out a way where what they're already doing is completely legal. Change the rules. I guess. Okay. To make them practical. And it's not just them. We've talked about farms. We've talked about agriculture. It's. it's I mean, not, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe if you got rid of uh, anybody who is without papers, uh, you would be able to hire a whole bunch of people to replace them. But I don't think they think that. Well. The people who run these operations. 
That's a possibility as well. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone right now. 7.15 time for KBOI Sports. Going to be taking your calls on this. Go ahead, line them up. We'll take calls here in a little bit. KBOI Sports brought to you by the Pork Belly. Chef Wally, he's legal. His, <laughs> his, his menu items are legal. All the ingredients, mostly legal. Used to, used to live in Las Vegas, but he's still legal. Uses real bacon, by mm-hmm. the way. Just so you know, not, not, not the created stuff. Good. The Boise State women's softball team today starts the second half of its eight-day, 11-game road trip in Lake Charles, Louisiana. The Broncos will play McNeese State at 5 p.m. Then they will travel to Baton Rouge, where they will play LSU Thursday and Friday, Austin P Friday and Saturday, and Houston Saturday. Boise State is 8-2, and two, and the Broncos have yet to play a home game this season. Sophomore Sidney Groves, a Meridian native, on Tuesday was named the Mountain West Softball Player of the Week. Groves hit 545 with three home runs and two doubles in the Maverick Invitational in Arlington, Texas. The Boise State men's basketball team routed San Jose State 82 250 at Extra Mile Arena Tuesday. Tyson Degenhart had 15 points and 8 rebounds. Max Rice and Chibuzo Abo each had 14 points and each made four three-pointers. The Broncos led by 22 points at halftime, 38-16, then went on a run to open the second half and extend the lead to 29 points. Myron Amy Jr. had 21 points for the Spartans at sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Dow futures down right now, 70. Gold up. S&P futures down. Jeremiah Bates joining us. What's going on today? Yeah, it's kind of representative of what we saw yesterday. Uh, some selling pressure on the technology sector and where, what has the attention of Wall Street right now? It's going to be today. It's NVIDIA. NVIDIA reports their earnings after the closing bell, and there's a tremendous amount of speculation of where this stock is going to move based on the earnings. Because the argument right now is, I don't think there's any argument against the optimism around artificial intelligence and what you could argue is the mania that is surrounding there. And NVIDIA has been a beneficiary of that completely. The stock has climbed more than 1,700%. 1700 percent in the past five years it's up 200 percent in the last 12 months up 40 percent uh year to date so far so again the question becomes is the stock price too expensive for what the company is actually producing as far as profit and what is its forward-looking guidance i think there's going to be a significant reaction it could be up to the upside or the downside based on this earnings report so this is as an investor you got to be careful if you are if you are an owner of Nvidia trying to predict or make a move based on what the what the earnings report is going to be and then what the resulting movement in the stock price is going to be that could be a losing some game this is where you could this is where you could get yourself beat up a little bit so again i think if you look at the sheer demand of chips in the artificial intelligence space Nvidia is poised to be one of the big players in the in the short term and the midterm to supply that so even if we do see a knee jerk reaction a big move to the upside or the downside 
This is where if you own NVIDIA or you're looking to buy NVIDIA, this is where you can be strategic. Meaning if we see a huge rally in this stock based on this earnings report, hey, no one's ever gone broke taking a profit. This might be time to maybe take a little chips off the table and then go find something else that you could potentially take those profits and invest in. Maybe that's something a little bit beat up. Or if you're looking to purchase NVIDIA, if we see a big sell-off, that might be your opportunity to enter into it. But again, these these earning reports are interesting because it gives you a, a, a look in the rearview mirror of what that company did in the previous quarter. And it also gives some insight into what the company sees on the horizon. But again, these are usually short-term movements. If you look at NVIDIA, true, it's had a tremendous amount of growth. Now the question really becomes this earnings report. Is that growth justified by how much they're actually producing as far as profit? But as an investor, long term, this is where you got to be. Follow your strategy. Know why you own that company. If you own it and you want and you like the, I guess the projection of it in in, in the space that it's in, then not making a knee jerk reaction based on the earnings report is a smart move in my opinion. But again, there's a, there's going to be some volatility either to the upside or the downside based on what Nvidia does, and this could have this could create some waves across the shores around this artificial intelligence space. So meaning if Nvidia has a dismal earnings report and therefore looking guidance isn't looking so good, certainly expect for the technology sector to come under some selling pressure. Now, of course, the earnings is reported after the closing bell, so we're really not going to see what this looks like until tomorrow. Jeremiah Bates will hear from you at 830. Thank you. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Good morning. <laughs> I'm it, Nate Shellman. It, it, it is pretty good. I'm not Mike Casper. Mike Casper is uh, is out. He will be back doing some family time. And uh, to be honest, uh, uh, by the way, erase this from the podcast. Uh, I, I want him back. <laughs> Wish he wasn't gone. Want him back. But uh, he's taking care of some family business, and he'll be back when he's back. But good to wake up with... Uh, oh, I, I need to work on this phrasing. Good to wake up with Chris Walton. <laughs> in, in, in the vicinity, anyway. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we were talking about a, uh, a presentation, a report that was uh, presented in the, uh, in the Idaho legislature where you have... You have statistics, and anywhere in 36,000, 35, 36,000 undocumented workers in Idaho over the past 20 years. And that's consistent. Mm -hmm. Okay. 86% of them, according to the story uh, that I'm I'm reading here on Idaho Press, 86% of them working, often filling jobs. And you have the Idaho Dairymen's Association says we have a very stable, unauthor- unauthorized workforce in Idaho. You take them out of the equation, I don't know where you'll find 30,000 workers to come fill those jobs in the state. You also have the Dairymen's Association saying that the vast majority of their workers are undocumented workers. Vast majority, huh? Statement from the uh, United Dairymen of Idaho is actually, uh, according to a text message from Pat in Nampa, says, The statement from the United Dairymen of Idaho is referring to the actual dairy farms where the cows live. The processing plants like Meadow Gold, Dairy Gold, Sorrento, Lactus employ legal authorized employees. Hmm. Pat, how do you know? If E-Verify isn't law, how, how do you know? I mean, you. I, I want to believe you, but how do you know? Daniel Caldwell, 
has been on hold since, uh, well, uh, forever. The dawn of time. Yes. Uh, you've been in dairy for 25 years, Daniel. Uh, I've been out for a long time. However, um, we always had a lot of undocumented workers due to the fact that nobody else wants to do the job. And if they, you hire them, you just can't keep them. And don't get me wrong, there's my share, the share we had of uh, undocumented that we couldn't keep either because on a dairy, you have to be willing to be dirty and work your hind end off every day. I didn't ask him to do any more than what I would do, but uh, we couldn't keep um, citizens. They just didn't have a work ethic then, and I'm sure they don't now. Uh, dairymen can't do it without these guys. They pay them the same as we did. We pay them the same as we'd pay anybody else, and uh, they're not getting hosed. And <laughs> But you have to have them because they're willing to do the work, and nobody else is. Mm, so you find yourself between a rock and a hard place. Well, uh, nobody seemed to meddle in it. The government, nobody, nobody hassled us. We had a few, uh, that were arrested, you know, at a party or somewhere else. And, uh, you know, nothing came back on us. And uh, now, now government, at least the state government wants to change that state government wants to employ a program called E-Verify and you have industry pushing against it. Daniel, appreciate the call. We'll come back to this traffic and weather now. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper out, at least the rest of this week. Nate Shellman, that's me, filling in. Chris Walton. You are the reasonable facsimile. That is... uh. <laughs> By the way, uh, I will not be hosting this afternoon's show. So uh, Jim Smith will be hosting uh, this afternoon. And then uh, Neil Larson will be hosting tomorrow afternoon. I will be doing double time on Friday. For those of you playing along, (laughs) for the home game of Mm -hmm. what we're airing at what time on KBOI. We do have women's basketball tonight on the AM. It's a game we call Who Dat? Yes. And we got the coaches show tomorrow on the AM. We have basketball Saturday on the AM and FM simulcast. The men's game will be simulcast. The women's game will be on 670. And uh, coming up in September, September 13th, we will have football. Oh, I could go farther. You want me to go farther? We got hockey coming up. We'll have some April 13th as well. We uh, did I? What did I say? You said September. I did? Okay. Yeah. April. I meant to say April 13th. You're not wrong. I mean, but, you know. That's a, that's a ways away. Get a text message here on the uh, on the text line. The uh, uh, the undocumented worker issue isn't just the dairy industry. I've been in construction for over thirty years. Mm-hmm. We could not do it without undocumented workers. There just aren't enough legal residents that are willing to do the work. Thanks See, for talking about it, this. It, the the argument used to be, especially with with uh, people in construction, you know, journeymen mm-hmm. at various jobs, that, that they would say that. There were uh, undocumented workers coming to this country and then underbidding them for jobs, doing it cheaper, and and so they were hurting the industry. And now they're saying, well, if we don't have them, we don't build anything. Right. Can't work. We buildings need to get built. Milk needs to be uh, milk needs to to, to be drank. Uh, the the crops need to come out of the fields and off the trees. Uh, you got the steak that needs to be made, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. All right. 
and however, what, and what have you. However, there are rules. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are. You can't just blindly look the other way and go. Well, I had him fill out the form, and uh, the form's over there in the yeah. bucket. Mm, go ahead and check it if you. Well, we want to put well, in I mean, the program. And that is an interesting thing. If if you if you are in a position where you believe you are forced to hire uh, those who are undocumented, do you then document them? Do do you play by the rules and you know pay taxes for them, all that sort of thing. How do you do it? When when the state government comes up and says, hey, we want to implement this verification program, you have industry saying, no, because we got a lot of mm, undocumented ones here, but they're really good ones. Yeah. It's not, it, it's, it's simple, and it's not all at the same time. Because, to put it bluntly, these are the good ones. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 746. Final check out sports with Chris Walton, brought to you by the Pork Belly in Cuna, Chef Wally, serving up right now, serving up breakfast at this moment, downtown Cuna at the Pork Belly. The Boise State men's basketball team routed San Jose State 82-50 at Extra Mile Arena Tuesday. Tyson Degenhart had 15 points and 8 rebounds. Max Rice and Chibuzo Abo each had 14 points, each made four three-pointers. The Broncos led by 22 points at halftime, 38-16, to then went on a run to open the second half and extend the lead to 29 points. Myron Amy Jr. had 21 points for the Spartans. Boise State is now 18 and 8 overall and 9 and 4 in the Mountain West. That puts them alone in second place behind Utah State. The Aggies on Tuesday beat number 19 San Diego State 68-63. In other Tuesday games, number 5 Tennessee top Missouri, number 15 Creighton pulled a huge upset over number 1 Connecticut 85 to 66. Number 25 BYU Upset number 11, Baylor. We should call them that from now on. There we go, BYU. Number 23, Texas Tech, edge TCU. Number 18, St. Mary's beat San Francisco. And Nevada is now 21-6 overall after defeating Wyoming 76-58. Boise State's next game will be at Wyoming Saturday at 5.30. And the Boise State women's basketball team plays New Mexico tonight at Extra Mile Arena with five games remaining in the Broncos' regular season. Nevada-Las Vegas has won seven games in a row and will finish first in the Mountain West. But there are six teams that could still finish anywhere from second to seventh. As of this morning, the Lobos, tonight's opponent, are tied with Wyoming for second at 9-4. and four. Boise State and Nevada are tied for fourth at 8-6. and six. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. You can also listen to us on Alexa on iHeartRadio. You could also ask Alexa to listen to KBOI AM or ask Alexa to tune in. KBOI FM. And if you're nice, she might do it. Yes. And sometimes she'll just talk to you at random, which will <laughs> really scare you. We ended up, uh, actually, <clears throat> Debbie ended up uh, disconnecting ours uh, quite some time ago because it would just every now and then say, ah, you're wrong about that, or something like that. You know, just quit eavesdropping. It was, it was, it was you know, it was, it was, which? Uh, it was uh, too busy. Uh, participating in the conversation as far as she was concerned talk about a story that was uh that uh, i saw here on the uh, the idaho press regarding undocumented workers and you have industry in the area there's an effort 
another effort, and it's not the first time it's happened, to implement a, a program called E-Verify, mm-hmm. where businesses would upload uh, workers into a database and either it would come back saying, hey, this worker's verified right. or this worker isn't. It, And again, that, that sounds like uh, an ideal situation if you have people lined up for a job and want to hire the right one. Mm-hmm. But if you are simply hiring whoever shows up because they're the only ones who did, uh, then it's it's not you know quite so ideal anymore. What if you had a box that said "Get Verified"? Well, that that box already exists. Ooh. Okay. I mean, there there's a whole program out there for people to get verified, but not everybody wants to stand in line. That's a seven year line. Why? Why I've still never had an In and Out burger. That's assuming that the employer knows they're they're not. Employers don't want to know. Okay. Employers don't want to know because, to Chris's credit, you know, you have different industries that have different levels of importance. It's not like radio, where we'll basically hire anybody with a pulse. By the way, has everyone met Derek? Appreciate that. No problem. Do I have a pulse? Pulse, yes. But we I'm, I'm not going to check, but if you wouldn't mind. I'd we like checked your IQ score, and we're getting an extra tax credit. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Ouch. Jeez. You're, you're welcome. What did I do? You I opened was, your mic. I was tell, I was tell, <laughs> I was tell kids, uh, here's a list of uh, college classes that you have to flunk to get this job. However, it, it seems to be an argument that we entertain when it comes to agriculture or food, mm-hmm. but we don't entertain anywhere else. We don't say, oh, well, so-and-so couldn't pay their bills and feed their kids, so they started selling crack. Well, they they had responsibility. Oh, I can't blame them. No, you can't sell crack just because you want to pay your bills. You can't you can't sell drugs. You, 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 you can't do that. Yeah, they don't really reward ingenuity like maybe they should. Right. You know, so they're like, well, we all drink milk and we want stuff to happen, so unless we want stuff to stop happening, then we got to break the rules. That's not an excuse we can use anywhere else. 208-336-3700. I got text messages here. Traffic and weather now. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Shellman filling in for Mike Casper. He's out the rest of the week. When he comes back, we'll tell him we miss him. <laughs> but not until. Not until then. Until then, he's uh, taking care of family business, right. and uh, we wish he and his family nothing but the best uh, while they're uh, while they're dealing with uh, what they're dealing with. So, we have a lot about that's about to happen here. We got the Supreme Court that's going to be releasing some decisions a little later. On. I'm sure one of those decisions will be whether or not states can uh, just take people running for president off their ballot. Sure, that's on uh, that that's incoming. Yeah, locally talking about a report about the number of undocumented immigrants working in Idaho that has been apparently reported consistent over 20 years at about uh, 35, 36,000. 86% of them. Employed. Employed. Regularly employed. And we've heard from people who have uh, employed or been employed with them in, in the dairy industry and in construction. And right now there's, a, there's another... Uh, 
renewed movement to implement the E-Verify system. E-Verify, which is just an electronic-based system, web-based, put in the information, and either the person, you're, you've put in their picture, date of birth, social, all that stuff, and either it's verified that they are who they are, yeah. or it's not. It's, I don't know. It, it, it all seems so very simple. Uh, okay, somebody's in the country illegally. That's bad, right? They're in, they're in the country Ill- illegally working. Well, that's good and bad because they're at least doing a job that needs to be done, but still in the country illegally. So how do you fix one problem without screwing up the other? Well, some people want to change the rules. Other people want to solidify the border. You have a number of industries that want more visas for regular year-long mm-hmm. workers because their claim is they can't find enough people yeah. to work those jobs. I mean, there, 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 there are and have been guest worker programs, but mm-hmm. they're not uh, apparently vast enough for the industries that need them. You can text in at 208-336-3700. Ironically, you can also call into those numbers as well, uh, 208-336-3700. Uh, I get a text message here that says, as a lifelong Idahoan, I've been routinely overlooked for construction jobs for, quote-unquote, lack of experience. Meanwhile, illegals get hired. It's not experience they want, but cheap, tax-free employer taxes like unemployment labor. Yeah, and like I said, I've heard that before, and that's uh, the first time we ever discussed it. That's the thing people said is, well, they're they're taking jobs that people need. However... You talk to the employers and they say, okay, when these jobs are available, nobody shows up. Right. And and not everybody who breaks the law has evil in their heart. Okay? There are people, there there are those evil criminals. You know, your rapists, your murderers, your chomos, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Those are evil. Evil, evil, bad evil. Yeah. Okay? Probably nobody would, you know, argue with that. People who cut the rules, people who, you know, who cheat the rules a little bit, don't wait in line a little bit, but they're... Jumping the line so they could go work on a farm. Not the worst human being <laughs> I could think of. Yeah, that's a good point. Ever. All right. It's it, it's not like they're it's not like they're doing that and go. Well, if they don't get the job at the farm, nah, they're going to go sell meth. You know. No. If you want to work on a farm, you want to work on a farm. So not the worst human being out there. But it is a multifaceted problem mm-hmm. because you have industries who, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, know what I mean, who are hiring people who they might not really want to dive into their all the numbers and data they give them, like their birthday and their name and their social, because they showed up to work. Hey, they got dairy experience. Hey, they got construction experience. Hey, they got hospitality experience. Hey, they got they got all kinds of experience, and they want to work here. Well, uh, if you're not gonna make sure that that person is who they say they are, or hasn't you know borrowed somebody else's information, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. However, also part of the problem is. That in some industries, like we said, jobs go go unfilled. Yeah, yeah. But is that a good enough excuse to bend the rules, cheat the rules, or change the rules? Because just because industry says, we can't find enough people to work here, I don't see too many job postings for construction, general labor. 
jobs on I mean, farms. You know where to look for them. I, I by the way, I've also been employed, so I really haven't been looking for them. That's, this is true. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, based off the one text I get from somebody who says that he hasn't gotten or they haven't gotten a construction job for lack of experience, mm-hmm. I I don't know how or what your level of experience is. We have, if, if by the way, if you work in ag, if you work in dairy, if you work in construction, change your name. I believe in anonymity. We're not verifying. You know what? We're we're you mean, basically like employers. You, you mean if you call us to talk about it, yeah. you don't have to give us your real name. Don't don't even right. give us your real name. Make up a name. You probably should give your employer your real name. Call that, yourself Nate. That, that that's up to you. Don't call yourself Chris. Regardless of who you are. 208-336-3700. When we see that or when, when we have reported that, well, we 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 don't have enough people. Well, the, the rules aren't there to be convenient. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. Never, in fact. <laughs> the, the rules are really inconvenient for those that want to break them. Bronco Sports Today, now. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. No, I am not making fun of everybody who lives in CUNA. I don't know why you would say that. I get that text message there, Chris, over in the so you're making Why are you making fun of people in CUNA? Serious. I'm not making fun of people in CUNA. What are the chances that was written by somebody in CUNA? I don't know. I'd say not very Or not very good. somebody who married their first wife's niece. Which president married his first wife's niece? You know this. You could either you know what? Your your pick. You could either pick Jackson's Country Stomp or Kids Fair or take both. Take both. We got tickets. I don't know. Somehow over the past couple of weeks we became concert central. So go ahead. You pick it. Let's start off with uh who's this? Is this Brandon? Brandon, is that you? Yes it is. All right, Brandon. Uh quick question. Is your uh is your wife's niece attractive? <laughs> No, we're not from Cuna. <laughs> that wasn't my question. I didn't ask where you were from. I asked if <laughs> I asked if your wife's niece was attractive to the point you know, where you would actually you know tell what? your wife, uh, "Hey, a lot more I people am, live I in Cuna than you." Do. I'm just saying. <laughs> would you ever have the discussion with your wife? You know what? If you ever pass, I'm going after your niece. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> or the discussion where your the wife says. Uh, if if I die, I want you to give your new wife my golf clubs, and that's when you say N- I can't. She's left-handed. Yeah. Right, thirty in the will. Right. <laughs> All right, Brandon. For your choice of tickets, which president married his first wife's niece? I'm gonna go with uh, Martin Van Buren. Ooh, as Alex Trebek would say, sorry, sorry. Yeah, he was Canadian. That's right. Your answer does not match the answer I have there. Sorry. Let's go to Rachel. Also, I'm really, I'm I'm really bothered by the amount of women that are on hold now. Why? Hi, Rachel. Hi. Is, uh, are you married? I am. Would you want your husband, if you passed, to marry your niece? I don't think he would, but no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why wouldn't he? Is she? Is she stupid? 
Uh, no, she's from California. No, yeah, you know what? Yeah, okay, so same thing. Uh, Which president married his first... You're you're an equal opportunity offender today. Yes, this is is how we do things in the afternoon, which is why I don't guest host in the morning all the time. Why not? So, uh, Rachel... You know what? I got to say real quick, Nate, I am so glad that you are helping host the morning show. When I heard you this morning, I was jumping up and down in my seat in the car. My kids were like, seriously, relax. You tell your Did kids you to you shut up. Did you hit your head? <laughs> no. no. She was, it was the potholes that oh, okay. she, was, she was going through. Yes. <laughs> dum, dum. yes. That's what happens when you take the shortcut through the cemetery. Uh, it's not really yeah. all that smooth there. Uh, Rachel, which president married his first wife's niece? Benjamin Harrison. You tell Benjamin your Harrison. kids how smart you are. Now that Van Buren, wow. Van Buren, it, it, it was not a bad guess because his wife died before he became president, and another one of his relatives was the uh, hostess, but they didn't get married. Oh, uh, so that wasn't a, that wasn't a terrible guess. Okay, all right. Well, Rachel, uh, would you like Country Stomp, Kids Fair, or both? Can I have both? Because I have family members that have little kids, and I have teenagers, so I'll take them to Country Stop, and they can take them to Bluey. Nice. Nice. There's Bluey. There's Russell Club. Uh, We also got Blue from the Steelheads going to show up. We got Buster Bronco going to be there. Uh, All kinds of stuff. I'll be there. Chris Walton will be busy, so uh, I'll be there. If your kids want pictures with me, I don't know why, but... Yeah, it's Kids Fair. It's going on this Saturday from 10 to 6. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Should I come with a warning? Should we? Should you rephrase that? (laughs) Definitely. You still alive over there? Hi. Hi. I'm Nate Shellman. How have you been? I'm recovering right now. (laughs) You're looking well. (laughs) Some of you in the morning might not be used to me. Some of you listening in the morning might be listening in the morning to get away from me in the afternoon. But What? uh, What? Have you heard from those people? I'm like herpes. Um... I wish this. You can text in. You guys get complaints or about what have they have they gone away since Worthington left? Uh, we get complaints about. I mean, a lot of stuff. Mike gets complaints, not you so much. Well, that's true. I wish this new host in for Chris would relax a little. He's in for Mike. I'm in for Mike. Unless you're just talking about me. I'm. I'm. I'm in. For I'm me. in with Chris. True. He's here too. That was just him. Anyway, they want you to shut up. Is that the deal? Would relax a little. He's trying to be way too funny and really ruin the show for many today. Don't oh. make fun of Cuna for your benefit. Not too cool. Hope many turn the channel like I did. Go back to your 3 o'clock show. <laughs> Not till Friday. No! Do what I want. Furthermore, the people I know in Cuna didn't get offended. They laughed. Whoever you are, male or female, go get yourself either a tampon or a Snickers bar. Animal, vegetable, or mineral. 
Honestly. See, in the afternoon... Nobody pronounces it like that, by the way. What? Tampon. Tampon? Yeah. Whatever. You need, they, they need something. It's relaxing music. This? Ah. Uh, should I do the rest of the show in my NPR voice? My meditation voice? Good morning. My I, name's I Nate Shellman. The chances are that you're going to actually utter the same things that they do is, is pretty remote. Keep listening. We'll see. You can be a part of the program at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. Thanks yeah. to the person. The FCC is going to call us and they say, you guys are running commercials and you're supposed to just have underwriting. No, no, no. We're not really NPR. If you wish to be to text into the program, you can text in to 208-336-3700. This morning we've spent a lot of time discussing how many undocumented workers there are. And Chris's face, by the way, is actually visibly <laughs> getting more and more perturbed the longer I use this voice, which is making me want to do it even longer until he actually throws a chair up my derriere. But between now and then, we're taking your calls on the number of undocumented why workers. Are the, why are the chairs in here all so big? Hasn't stopped you in the past. What do we do? I haven't the, yelled at you since 2008. What do we do with all the undocumented workers in Idaho? Workers. Not all, just the workers. It's been said that there is a there is an 86% employment rate with un, with undocumented workers here in Idaho. And wake up or you're getting oh. deported. There's an 86%. I'm awake. I was awake the whole time. Employment rate. 86% of undocumented workers are employed. That's pretty good. Honestly, you know, in a strange way, yeah. Yeah, it is. Because they're not all doing drugs, stealing stuff. Um, I mean, maybe they are in there all the time, but you know, when they're not, they just also have day jobs. I, I don't know. I don't know everybody's jobs. I know plenty of citizens who also are employed and commit crime. So uh, well, there was a stat we looked up of how many people are on welfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how many million? 65 million. 65 million mm-hmm. on, uh, on welfare. Which is about one-fifth of, well, everybody. Which, uh, which, which, goes to, uh, which goes to answer another text message we got from Anthony who says there are plenty of workers in the U.S., close the border, get rid of welfare, stop paying people to be lazy, move welfare money to Social Security. It's it's not all necessarily lazy. There are a lot of people who simply can't work for various reasons, and it's got nothing to do with being lazy. Sure. So do you want to change the rules, or do you want to hold people accountable to the rules right now? Well, until the rules are changed, one would say, hold people accountable to the rules right now. And in the legislature, they want to implement E-Verify. We've talked about E-Verify. I was shocked when I'm reading the story. I thought E-Verify was already a thing. Already implemented. But it's not. It's only, it's only implemented for government workers. Not for all. Isn't milk regulated by the government? Isn't dairy in general, cheese, block, barrel, all that? State government. 
Yeah, not federal government. By the way, the federal government, <laughs> those same fine people that are taking care of the border right now. Yeah. <clears throat> I digress. I'm sorry. I might have gotten too animated there. <laughs> do you change the rules? I'd like to see you animated. Do you, do you change the rules or do you hold people accountable to the rules right now? Because we all could wish. You know, we all can Any, fix all the problems. Anything that's on the books and is going to stay on the books should be enforced. Period. I mean, it's it's just don't if if you're not going to enforce the rule, why is there a rule? Get rid of the rule. And rules are inconvenient for everybody. Sure. So, sorry, it's sorry, it's in the rules that you can only hire I, legal I, people. I I worked with a woman for about ten years who, it, whenever she was presented with a rule, would say, "Well, that's not good for me." Well, it doesn't have to be good for you. Not everything is because of you. Right. But you do have to follow the rule. And maybe the rules are kind of self-serving. Maybe they're, maybe some of the rules are there to justify somebody else's existence. And that could possibly be true. But a rule that says you need to have legal workers working for you doesn't seem like all that ridiculous of a rule. No, just on the surface seems like a great idea. However... Told by so many industries over and over, not enough people want to work here. Not enough people want to do this job. Not enough people want to be in general labor, construction. Not enough people want to be in dairy, work in agriculture, pick whatever the crop yeah. is, move uh, move irrigation it's, lines. It, it's pretty much anything that was that was that requires manual labor. So since we're not getting enough people to apply for these dirty jobs, we need to employ illegal workers or our business goes under well i mean i i do actually have empathy and my heart does go out to you but that doesn't seem like a good enough reason to just hire illegal workers undocumented workers workers that are out of status however however it's not the worst reason i've ever heard we'll go under if we don't do this yeah People are selling land all the time. At least that's a reason. 208-336-3700. Do you enforce the rules on the books? And would you change the rules? Would you change the legal... Would you change... Sorry. Would you change the undocumented workers to stay in this country that are gainfully employed? Your call's next. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Hi, I'm Nate Shellman, co-hosting Against Your Will. <laughs> Mike Casper is going to be out the rest of the week. We miss him. If you work at a dairy farm, how much do you make? Call 208-336-3700. That's 208-336-3700. 3,700. Now, for, for... Okay, if not everybody's getting this. Si trabajas en una granja lechera, ¿cuándo ganas? Llama al 208-33... Not in Idaho, pal. This is not signed, but it says these dairy farmers should be ashamed for integrating these illegals into our small farming communities. It's a disgrace and dangerous for everyone to have people we know nothing about just roaming around our community. Uh, there are people we know nothing about roaming around every community, and a lot of them were born here. 
I, I didn't know we were taking the racist approach to. No. I think we were just going for legal or illegal. Barbara says, "Is it that difficult to get a work permit in the U.S.?" Well, if you want to remain undocumented, it is. Uh, Matt says, "Just keep letting them come over, and when we have no country left, all you bleeding hearts can enjoy what you accepted." This is a uh, darn. Oh, I'm paraphrasing. Innovation. We do not need any darn more workers. This is a talking point for politicians. Wake the heck up, people. These people do not share American values and never will. Heck, most of our own citizens don't even have American values, which is bad enough. If our own citizens don't have them, how are they American values? And what are American values? What are they exactly? Is it, you know, having a house in the suburbs and raising kids? Is that the American value or is it something else? You you have the debates going on right now, and it's you have people that are trying to, well, the, the the one thing that no company wants to be wants to do is be held accountable. By the way, the same goes for government. The government doesn't want to be held accountable. Nobody well, wants to be held accountable. No, not really. It's 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 not that fun. So, when somebody comes up with an idea mm-hmm. on how they can hold people accountable, nobody likes it. Nobody likes the idea. And it it goes to whether it's a tax audit all the way down to a computer program to verify that the people who are applying to work there or who do work there are who they say they are. Mm -hmm. Now, businesses overall look at this idea and go, wait a second, we could lose anywhere from 1% to 86% of our workforce. That could damage us. So they're not against it in principle. Mm Mm-hmm. They're against it because they might it's go under. Because it's not practical. Right. Like I said, I mean, you, you, you probably should change the rules in some way to fit what is practical or radically change the way you know the industry works. Oh, I, mean, I think it would be easier to do it the first way. What's the parable about somebody who builds their house on sand? Derek looked this up. Uh, can someone from Mexico get a work visa? Yes, Mexican citizens can apply for permanent residency, green card, through certain types of work visas, particularly those that offer dual intent, like the H-1B visa. However, the process and eligibility depend on the specific type of work visa and individual circumstances. How long does it take to get a visa from Mexico to the USA? The U.S. visa processing time depends on the type of visa that you are applying for. It takes from three to five weeks for a U.S. visa application to get processed. After the processing, the applicant can get a positive reply on their application and the consulate will deliver the document. Thank you, Derek. How long it takes for that positive uh, reaction is is the... Uh, mm, that could be years. That's unspecified, isn't it? That could be about seven years. However, gee, the line isn't really all that convenient. I'll just jump the line. Doesn't really play anywhere else. 208 Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 1-800-529-KBY. I want somebody who works on a dairy farm to call in. Change your name. I don't want to know which dairy farm you work at. All right? I'm not verifying anything. I just just need information. Okay? Because people, you know... Everybody who's texted or, or called in or later today, there have been a number of people who text and say, I was in the dairy industry, knowingly worked with illegals. I was in the construction industry, knowingly worked with illegals. And they didn't mind because everybody was working. They were doing the same job. One person wrote in, however, and did mind because they said they couldn't get a job without experience 
because there were so many experienced people who were here illegally. How can I get experience when you're hiring people you're not supposed to be hiring? But I want somebody who works on a dairy farm to call in. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, Mike Casper's out the rest of the week. Nate Shellman filling in. And by the way, uh, normally this is where I would throw in all my slams on Mike Casper and I talk about his hair or his lack of golf game or any of that. But Mike is taking care of family business. And uh, you know what? For those of you that do the, you know, for those of you that are looking for names to add to your prayers, I'd I'd add the entire Casper family uh, for that. There, that was a nice thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now now can I slam him? Uh, I don't know. You can do it really subtly if you want. According to the Idaho Press, and we've been talking about this for the better part of the morning when we were talk- talking about Neuralink. Uh. Story from the Idaho Press wants uh, as a uh, there were lobbyists, there were lawmakers, they were in the basement of the Capitol earlier this week, and the stat came out that there's anywhere from about thirty five thousand. Thirty five thousand is Idaho's undocumented population. And it's been largely unchanged over the past mm-hmm. two decades. Yeah, for about 20 years. And how, and what percentage of those are gainfully employed? Roughly 86% wow. of them are employed, according to a, uh, according to a report that was put out. Uh, the, United, uh, the Idaho Dairymen's Association and Idaho Farm Bureau commissioned a study with the University of Idaho's McClure Center for Public Policy Research. And this is where they came up. That that's where you get the number of thirty five thousand, mm-hmm. and that's that's an interesting number because you might want to argue that well, once upon a time that number might have been higher than it is now, considering that there are actually less farms now than there were then, because you have people selling farmland for businesses, for uh, for for HOAs, for all kinds of shopping malls. Anyway, Idaho Dairymen's e- Association, even, even the outdoor kind now. Idaho Dairymen's Association CEO. We have a very stable, unauthorized workforce in Idaho. Well, it's consistent. It's stable. It's but, but it's unauthorized. It's, it's just you know, yeah. <laughs> I just want to go back to that one statement. We have a very stable, unauthorized workforce. Then it's not stable. If they could be yeeted out of the country at any moment because they are out of status, they don't have papers, they but are that's a big if. illegal. In, in apparently 20 years, they haven't been. Some have. Yeah, a few. Some have. You take them out of the equation. Direct quote again. You take them out of the equation, and I don't know where you'll find 30,000 workers to come fill those jobs in this state. Well, JM has written in and says, good morning. So do the undocumented workers make minimum wage? What happens if the minimum goes to 30 or $40 an hour? Seems funny how people gripe about the unfairness of minimum wage, but then some of those same people still want cheap labor, which is it, fair or cheap? I don't think the people who are paying minimum wage gripe about it that much, just the people making it. Furthermore, that goes back to the original well, not original question. It goes back to the question I asked right before top of the hour news. If you work on a dairy farm, 
How much are people making? And let's not act like nobody knows how much somebody else is making. You work on a farm, if you work on a line, if you work in manufacturing, everybody, you, you work that close with people, people talk. Because if it turns out that two people are doing the same job and one is making 20 bucks an hour and the other one's making 725, someone's going to complain. And it's probably going to be the person making 725, regardless of what their name is or where they're calling in or where they're, where, where they're from. But enough about present company. However, that goes also back to the, you know, you, you can't claim to be a victim and you can't claim to, well, we can't find anybody else to do the job. Well, mm-hmm. are you looking? Are you looking? Are you, are, are you broadcasting? Are you, are you marketing your job openings? Are you marketing the benefits? Are, are you marketing all of that? Well, and then in the dairy industry, in, in, in farming, can they afford to uh, pay living wages and benefits and still be able to run their, their business? Do I want eight dollar a gallon milk do i want do do i want asparagus for five bucks uh, a, a bundle i'm gonna go whatever out. the number adds up to be milk yes asparagus no uh bruce and loman says good morning men we filed for a k-1 fight a fiance visa which was received may 28th 2021 the visa was finally issued after 1238 days Three and a half years, we just filed and paid another huge fee to keep my now wife legal and hope that she will receive her green card and in three years be able to apply for citizenship. The uh, whole process for any kind of visa is very onerous and convoluted and even traumatic. It's no wonder the border is overrun. And I believe uh, his wife is from Canada, and it's that difficult, you know, even from there. Okay, go to Canada, marry her there. Then you won't have to apply for a fiancé visa. You can apparently, apply for a spouse visa. Apparently it wasn't that easy. Canada is basically our national park. It's it's not like it's that foreign. It's only a little foreign, eh? It's America's hat. Yes. Uh, Derek, check this out, too. How much does a, a dairy farm make in Idaho, or a dairy worker make in Idaho? As of February 10th, 2024, the average hourly pay for the dairy farm jobs Category in Idaho is fifteen eighty seven an hour. Yeah, go ahead, complain more. Yeah, complain more. Complain more. You don't you don't like it? Hey, go get a job at the dairy farm. You are not doing that, right? Go ahead, complain Come more. On. You know what happens? However, you no no no. But you look at tired, you can, Nate. You you be tired. I'll show you tired. You know what you're. You know what you've never been sore from a day of work in radio. Have you checked my documents? It's not my job. I've got somebody else's job. I've gotten plenty sore in radio. I mean, you know, figuratively. Um, this is not signed, but it says totally disagree with the last text message that Nate just read. This is the best morning show since the last time he was there. You both are great together, and I am thoroughly loving it. Okay. Oh, thank you, Uncle Rick. Oh, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. See you at the next reunion. Uh, Gary in Napa. I believe in a secure border. We should make it easier for someone to come here to work. Okay. And both of those things can be true. Yes. Lines, what do you do? You speed the line along? If if there's no reason to come here illegally, and it's easy to come here legally, 
it seems to me that it would change a bit. Now, what what you're going to have, and you're going to have this bottleneck, and we have it all the time. What do you do with the people? And I don't care what language you want to use. I, I, I love when people say, don't call them illegal. They're not illegal. You dehumanize them. I don't care. Undocumented, illegal, call them strange. I don't care. Aliens, immigrants, workers, whatever. Of course, the people. What do you do with them if you change the rules? Do, do, do we play the game of uh, a global base tag where they got to go back to where they came from, touch base with again, their, their homeland, and then come back? Again, impractical, but some people are out there going, yes, that's exactly what we do. Okay. Uh, what do you do with the businesses that are employing them? And then, then they got to wait to go through a however long, many year process. Could they displace workers that are already here at some point? Shut up, you're illegal. You just outed yourself. Jim from Eagle says, are the dairy operators in such a shortfall of employees that we need two, six, or 12 million more every year? Or is that just how the construction and farming industry keep wages down? Uh, I don't know if they keep wages down that way, but it kind of behooves everyone if they are able to keep wages down at least a little. Yeah. Because then construction doesn't cost you 10 times as much. Vegetables don't cost you 10 times as much. I mean, depending on how big the dairy is, they don't have people milking the cows. They have a robot. Well, machines, yeah. Yeah, they have a machine that'll milk the cow for you, and they'll try to milk as many cows as possible, as fast as possible, more than people would. James says Americans aren't willing to work for the pay offered, so the dairy hires illegals, and the taxpayers subsidize the dairy through welfare benefits in addition to all the welfare farmers already receive. Remove the illegals and the market will set the wage or the dairy will invest in the automation necessary to make it work. Or we go back to smaller dairies instead of these mega dairies that only work when taxpayers subsidize them. Yes, milk will go up, but welfare transfers will go down. Um, hmm. I wonder if it's that easy. You'll have you'll oh. you'll have farms uh, condensing. Okay, I was wrong about Bruce. She, he is uh, his wife is from Liberia. Oh, okay. So yeah, not not Canada. Yeah. Okay. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred near Monrovia. I would assume pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless phone one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. You could email into the program. Do you bend the rules? Do you change the rules? Do you hold those who currently employ? illegal workers accountable and do you kick out the people who are here illegally but working remember if you missed any part of casper and chris this morning check out their podcast on the kboi app or on kboi.com now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi chris i might as well get this out of the way now i'm sorry Oh, that's all right. <laughs> for for all the complaints you're gonna you're gonna face on and off air, for my words and my attitude and my either being funny or lack of being funny. Somebody texted me and said, "Do you come back to D.C. in the new year?" Um, but I don't know who it was, and so I hesitate to necessarily answer. Hmm. I don't think it was the president. By the way, I'm Nate Shellman. For those of you that didn't know, I'm filling in for Casper for uh, the rest of the week. And, uh, well, un- until Mike says that he's coming into work. Because that's how bad he is at golf. 208-336-3700.
you have industries in Idaho after they commissioned a study saying, hey, we got about 35,000 undocumented, illegal workers, whatever, or people. Again, and uh, they, the, the, apparently the number of them has not increased in the last 20 years, but hasn't decreased either. Right. And uh, by the way, oddly enough, the actual, uh, as far as immigration goes, one of the technical terms that they do use is called out of status. You're either in status or out of status. So either you're in the application or pending process or you have a status or you don't. If you don't, if there's no record of you in the system, what are you doing here? Okay, if you don't have a pending court date, if you're not a refugee, if you're not here on a student, worker, however, what I think there's 150 different kinds of visas one could, one could get, apply for, to come to the United States. If you're not in any one of those, you're not supposed to be here. There's the Chase visa, the Capital One visa. Stop it. Okay. Uh, D.H. wrote in and says, all a broken system is a loss for all involved. Our immigration system is corrupt. And so since favors have been granted and visas have been granted, especially for criminals, it is time for reform. And if that means we don't have 55 to 100 different uh, kinds of cheese at the grocery store, fine. We can get by on four different kinds of cheese. Nope. We have a come to Jesus moment and have them apply for a visa citizenship from their home country or return to a shelter and do it on their own or of their own accord, because if we have to hunt you down, we'll not ever be welcomed. 208-336-3700. John! Oh, boy. Well, good morning, Nate. Good to hear your voice. Oh, I wish I could say the same for you. Go ahead, John. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I saw this thing on 60 Minutes a few weeks ago, and they were showing how the Minnesota milk dairy farmers did desperately need um, the immigration people, and part of I was talking to the guy, and he's, and I think it's because I mean, after all, if you were going to come in legally, why would you want to go pick lettuce? I mean, I mean, we need those people to pick lettuce and do and work in dairy farms. It's been our way in this country ever since the word wetback was around, and I've been here almost seventy four years. So I don't know. I, you know, it's too bad they didn't pass that thing uh, that Trump just told them all to reject, the bipartisan bill. I think it would have been a good thing for the country to come together on that. Now we're separated. And I don't know. I mean, what now we're happen. separated. <laughs> we haven't gotten it right in decades. We're, we're, we're still separated. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, par- partisan-wise, the you know, Republicans are this way and Democrats are that way. There's no in-between. All right, give me, give, hey, John, 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 John. Yeah. Yeah, I just need you to take a break because there's something about your yeah. voice that makes parts of me cringe. Uh, I hear you. Uh, yeah, okay, good. Don't tell I'm us sure, what parts. I'm sure I'm not the first one to tell you that. Because I sound like you. I'm from the Midwest. However, however, what's your solution? Do you send those who aren't supposed to be here? Which you do admit there are people who aren't supposed to be here, right, John? Of course, those that break the laws should okay. be immediately deported. Okay, so everybody who didn't ask permission to come out and to come into this country, and everybody who let their status you know, slip while in this country isn't supposed to be here. Well, see, the problem, Nate, is that the backlog on this is so long. It's like, okay, right now we're saying no hang around. I didn't ask for excuses, uh, John. John. I didn't. John. 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 John.
I didn't ask for excuses. It's not necessarily an excuse. Sure it is. Absolutely. It could be just a reason. I don't. I don't no, no. <laughs> it's the same thing. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why, why didn't you get your uh, your car's tags updated? Well, I had to work. No, I I, I look at it as an, a a reason is a reason and an excuse is more of a lie. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's one internal definition. Okay. If you didn't follow the rules because they weren't convenient for you. The answer isn't applicable because the rule is there. Right. And it's there for the person well, you who can, let I mean, their you status can... slip. It's also there for the business right. who claims that, well, we can't stay in business unless we break the law. I didn't say some of the reasons weren't stupid reasons. Uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, says uh, plenty of room to implant a mega, not mega, chip in Donald Trump's head. Think of the jumbled data we could obtain to find out we, why he is such a stable genius. I bet that's not really Bill Nye, the science guy. Uh, probably not, but, <laughs> you know, great program. Yeah. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Oh, this is actually a first. Yeah, what is got, it? What's a first? Uh, the, the the same person that said I was um, trying to be way too funny and ruin the show mm-hmm. texted back and said, "Very sorry, Nate. My fault. After reading my text, I was wrong. You do a good job. You're filling in today. So now he's had coffee. You know what? That's probably it. Yeah." Yeah, pre-coffee, you're a witch on wheels. After coffee, oh, you're right as rain. There we go. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm not doing my show this afternoon, so uh, now you can probably bash me. Uh, Jim Smith is filling in. Not that anybody cares. but uh, The Jim Smith? Big Jim Smith. All right. Big Jim Smith. Uh, by the way, he also uh, he's he gave me a bunch of old radios, so he perpetuated that collection. Your, your, your collection, yeah. Yeah, just when I thought I was going to actually One make... Of these- one of these days, you should have you should have an you know, excuse me. One of these days, you should have an office you can work in. No, I can work in it between the radios. I have a number of vintage radios mm-hmm. in my office. Stop giving me radios! <laughs> Stop it! And come on, they all work. All the radios work in mm-hmm. my office. However, some of them don't, and for the radios that don't work. My OCD kicks in. I gotta take it to a guy or a couple guys who fix the old tube radios. All of them work, but some of them don't. Uh, well, I, I haven't gone through all. Some of them are battery some operated. Of them, some of them work as paperweights. Yeah. yeah, there we go. But I want them all to work. I don't want a dead piece of equipment. In no, we got a spoken like a true man. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if we have any more dead radios in this building, we're just gonna put them in the Eagle Studio. So. Too soon? So. (laughs) Too late, probably. Every time I get one of those radios fixed, it's about $500. Wow. Yeah. But there's something about it when you hear the hum Mm -hmm. and the warmth come off the radio. Mm -hmm. And they're from all over. I've gotten radios from uh, um, uh, Texas, radios from California, and I mean 1940s models. My oldest radio that I have is a 1936 airline radio. And... Yeah, the, the another another one I got is a Philco. Not that anybody cares. 
Um, by the way, that guy that gave me all that, he's filling in this afternoon. Uh, Neil Larson's filling in tomorrow, and he's giving me absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, no, and you'll no. like it too. Yeah, yes. So you, we have a we have more of an issue now. The issue gets more muddled as far as undocumented, illegal immigrants, aliens, workers. Again, whatever word you want to use, I don't care. Gets muddled when you have an Idaho lawmaker want to enact a piece of legislation that would require all employers in Idaho, all, to verify. public and private, to E-verify. Mm-hmm. And that bill is being held by an Idaho lawmaker. All right, that bill won't be uh, won't be getting out of committee by an, uh, according to an Idaho lawmaker, Representative Jordan Redmond, out of Coeur d'Alene, Republican, introduced legislation to mandate e-verify for the private sector. However, the bill has since sat in committee drawer with little attention. I do think our southern border is the biggest issue in our country right now. Trying to tackle it, North Idaho lawmaker, according to the uh, Idaho Press does not want to chase policy that creates unintended con- consequences for the state's economy. So there's a program out there that well, could... And, and there you go. That's the practical answer. Yes, we know what the rule is. Yes, we know what ideally should happen. And if we do that, there will be a problem. So we have... I don't think we have a stat of how many people are you know, dealing drugs that haven't been arrested yet. Now, okay, that's that's no, that's kind of that's far fetched. That's kind of hard to figure out, right? It's a far fetched, and I think most people that would call into this show would put drug dealers at a higher plane of criminality than illegal immigrants. Okay, uh, I, 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 honestly, probably slightly more than fifty percent would. Yes, yeah, it's not the same sin. The same for murderers and rapists and all that stuff. But according to the policy, according to the study that was done, there are 35,000 undocumented illegal workers in Idaho. Mm-hmm. There's a law that says, I'm going to paraphrase here, thou shalt not hire illegal undocumented workers. If one is found hiring undocumented illegal workers, thou could be punished. I don't know why I'm making this sound biblical, but... One, a business could be punished greatly. So could the people. The people, if they're found to be here out of status, could be returned to their country of origin. But the reason they're not is because, well, if we did that, we'd have dairy, we would have a number of industries be adversely affected. Mm -hmm. And so we don't want to enforce the law because we might adversely affect the businesses who I would make the argument, my gut says, probably knows they're skirting the law on this one. Well, and and most of them are happy to tell you that that's exactly what's happening, and then they'll tell you why, giving you, you know, a reason. Lisa says, uh, oh, this is about uh, an earlier subject. You know, if this Neuralink, Thing works out and takes off colleges universities and the student loan business are finished well i mean if it if they do it like the matrix like we suggested right yeah if you can just uh take a few minutes and put a program in your head and suddenly know everything about a subject 
chances are yes that that would that would hurt college a bit um unless you really have a desire to get together and discuss the subject with other people as opposed to just going with whatever we already know and leaving it there a lot of texts uh coming in this morning uh sorry i i, I read part of gary and nampa's uh text earlier the rest of gary gary nampa says i believe in a secure border but we should make it easier for someone to come here to work I think we should have a job service office in foreign countries. People could register with job service, get a background check, etc. Jobs would have to be listed at job service offices in the U.S. for a certain amount of time before being listed in foreign offices. Hmm. Once they come for a job, if the job ends, they would be given an amount of time to find another foreign listed well, job before they would have to return. He's thinking. That's a possibility. There are people who want to come to the U.S. to work but not live here. Short-term workers, uh, that, that's a lot of your ag, that's a lot of your, that's a lot of your seasonal workers who might want to do that job. Also, those jobs are normally closer to, uh, closer to the border. If we're talking about, if we're talking about Mexican workers, okay, there are, there are people that want to just work here, but not want to be citizens of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they can reapply to have their, their work visa Re-updated. I worked with uh, the uh, one of the first promotion directors I worked with was from Canada, and every every year or two years she went to get her green card renewed, and I, I guess she did hit a limit at certain some certain point, or just chose to move back home to Canada. John says I have no problem with out of the country folks working in the U.S. There should be a way which allows them to continue to do so, but but. If they break the laws, felonious, that should be a monopoly event. Do not pass go, do not collect $200, go directly to jail. Then they are permanently banned from the U.S. for life. I have no problem with them working to better their situation, but need to be a contributor to society. Folks being put up at the Ritz on the government dime is ridiculous. That's from John. Now, John also describes something that a lot of people say, uh, oh, that's amnesty. And, yeah. Now, while the U.S. could actually afford to ship every undocumented, illegal person in this country out of the country, whatever billion, trillion dollar cost it is, sure, we could. that would probably be one of the costs that a number of people would be okay with paying, you know, or forgive them if they are gainfully employed, if they don't have a record. There's a lot of ifs. You know, do you forego... It doesn't make them citizens. It just makes them legal workers. That's all you're saying. That's all you're saying. You don't get to vote. You, you still get to pay taxes. You still get to pay income tax. They're paying sales tax on whatever they buy. They're still going to ship money to their family, wherever their family's at. But if they're, all you're going for is legal worker, not citizenship, legal worker, hey, yeah. That that debate will I, go on forever. I had an uncle who uh, came here in the mid-60s to uh, be on the College of Idaho ski team. He came from Norway mm-hmm. and was a ski jumper. Uh, he did that. He ended up marrying my aunt, who was from Hanson, Idaho, but went to the same college. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just passed away, actually, last month. Um, but the, he he lived here with the exception of about seven years when his uh, parents uh, were failing and, and they went to live in uh, Norway for a while. 
he lived here since the late 60s or since the mid-60s and never once became a citizen. He had a green card the entire time. Okay, so... And he was a cabinet maker. Not illegal. No. Not illegal. So not if you forgive the workers, do you forgive the businesses that employ them? I guess you would have to. Mm, no, you don't. Steve Martin joke. How to be a millionaire. First, get a million dollars. get a million dollars. And then, you know, don't pay taxes. And then when the tax guy comes, say... You have never paid taxes. You say... I forgot. That excuse, that that, that bit is a funny bit, but it's not applicable. And then he goes on to, you know, how often do we get into trouble because we forget to say, I forgot. Yeah. Let's say that you're on trial for armed robbery. You say, I forgot armed robbery was illegal. I didn't know the rule Yeah, is normally not an excuse that's accepted anywhere else. Well, I don't care if it's OSHA. I don't care if it's taxes. I don't care. That's true. Well, what In I- court, you can tell a judge that you didn't know what the law was, and they say that's no excuse. Right. Ignorance of the law is no defense. So... If you forgive the worker, mm-hmm. if you forgive the workers in here, do you forgive the businesses who hire workers? If you change the rules, you don't. You don't want to start by like finding everybody who did it the wrong way uh, that you're now changing it to. Mm-hmm. The backbone of Idaho is agriculture, as far as employment, money, resources. What Idaho is focused yeah. on, it's not tech; it's agriculture, mining, timber, agriculture, sure. things like that. However, when you have 30,000 people that are working in an ag-based dairy industry mm-hmm. and other industries, well, if you, if you get rid of all the undocumented workers, do you have 30,000 Idahoans or legal workers willing to step in, able to step in at that time? Their argument is they, no, they, you don't. Well, th- their argument is no, you don't. And then people call up and they say, hey... If you got rid of welfare, it would uh, make everybody, you know, get off their rear end and go get a job. That that is great for those who actually can. Not everyone can. Right. Not everybody wants to work in agriculture. Not everybody wants to work a job where you get dirty and have to I use mean, muscles. When they first came up with the idea of, of welfare, they didn't do it just to screw up your life. Right. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. One more segment left for your texts and calls next. Dan Bongino here. Join me today. I'm up after these guys, Casper and Chris, on News Talk KBOI. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon wireless phone. One eight hundred five two nine KBOI. Whether you're making the argument, whether you're a business making the argument that well, uh, we. If we follow the law, our business goes under, or you're a lawmaker, you're an Idaho lawmaker, making the argument, well, we want to do something, but the federal government needs to go first. A number of people, there's technology out there that employers could use to make sure that they don't get affected if the government, should the administration change and the guidance change... If the federal government wants to say, you know what, we're going to implement this everywhere, Uh, you you could lose 30,000 workers. If you implement Mm E-Verifying, but don't do anything else, does that mess people up? Well, you know that it could. It's it's more of a notification. 
if you if 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 I'm hiring you and I put you into E-Verify mm-hmm. and that report comes back, none of this uh, matches right. anything, and I still hire you, I'm now liable. As an employer, I'm now liable. What employers are able to do now is say, well, I didn't know. I didn't know they filled out the I-9. I keep the I-9s on file for you guys to check. What do you say at that point? Well, he's not employed here. He's just a paid volunteer. No, you just say, I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know. I had him fill out the forms. The I-9 forms are here for you guys to review whenever I get audited. That's why I have him fill out that stupid piece of paper. Uh, That There. There. The employers don't want to go through the verification process because they don't want to be held liable which is quite possibly the worst excuse that they can't outright say. So instead, if they get a bulk issue and say, well, look at how many workers we'd lose if we did this. This now has gotten so out of hand, it's not our problem. Well, you're part of the problem. You're part of the reason it got out of hand. As an employer, you're part of it. If you're hiring... I mean, if you look at it that way, every consumer is a part of the problem as well. Yeah, yeah. What do we do? We go for the cheapest prices. Mm-hmm. That's just what we do. How do people make prices cheaper? Well, they, they cut their production cost. How do they do that? They pay their people nothing. Or, or next to nothing. They pay, them, they pay fewer people and implement technology. There's that. You know, there's always going to be competition. So I don't know how many of them are, I don't know how many undocumented illegal workers are being taken advantage of. Uh, if they're making under fifteen bucks an hour, if, if they're making under fifteen thirty an hour, they could be taken advantage of, or they could be new. <laughs> they, they they might not have experience, and hey, you'll work up to that at some point. But we've put the call out. I've put the I I I cast the line. If you worked at a dairy farm, if you worked on, on in, in what is the average wage? Do you know? People you work with are undocumented. Because if, by the way, if you know people you work with, you have to know, not guess. You have to absolutely know. Well, they're they're Spanish. We do get a lot of guesses here. People call up and say, there was a Mexican guy in my neighborhood the other day, and I'm pretty sure he's undocumented. Yeah, that's not how it works. Did you talk to him? No. No. Got that call on uh, got that call on Friday, and a number of you hated my answer on that. Which was a uh, guy, and I think he was in Wilder called in and said, "Well, there's a there's a bus here with Spanish writing on it, and there's a whole bunch of uh, there's a whole bunch of illegals on the bus. How do you know they're illegal? Well, you know they're speaking Spanish, but how do you know they're illegal? Are we busing them here? Are we as as far as the government? Are we busing them here? I I, I don't know." And I don't know if we can base that question based off a bus full of Spanish-speaking people. Now, yeah. you can you can infer, but you can't necessarily prove it. Right. Uh, I get a get a text message here that says, "If you have a broken water line, you cannot clean up the mess until you stop the leak. Stop the flow at the border so we can clean up the mess of whether they're in status or out of status." And you know that's a great starting point. If you know there's a porous border, if you know there's problems there, yeah, I wouldn't grant people a court. I wouldn't let people in who just claim asylum because they have asylum in Mexico. Mm. Not too many people are claiming asylum from Mexico. They're our trade partner. 
you know, you get the people from other countries that want to claim asylum from whatever country they're from. 